Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Crime and Coffee Couple. My name's Mike. And my name is Allison. Yeah, yeah, That's you me. sure are. You sure are. You look uh, very cute today. Thank you. Yeah. I didn't get much sleep last night. Well, I did okay, but this damn three o'clock in the morning wake up. Yeah. I don't, it's like I wake up wide awake. Huh. I'm like, you're not supposed to be awake right now. It's three o'clock. Maybe you're pregnant. Who knows? So then I took um, a melatonin because I'm like, well, I still have three hours of sleep. And then I wake up at six and I'm like so out of it. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Um, I sleep pretty well. I mean, as long as I get myself to sleep at a decent time, I sleep pretty well. Yeah. So, um, you son we of always, a bitch. We always track our uh, sleep patterns on, on the Fitbit. Fitbit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we were looking through them yesterday and like it's like ranked zero to 100 and generally like 90 plus is really, really good. So you were like, um, last time I got 90 was like three months ago. I'm like, yeah. no, it was November. Oh, so. oh that's not too bad. Yeah, mine, I mine get it twice. Like, I get a 90 score twice a year. Right. You get it, what, like three times a week? If As long as I can get like eight hours of sleep, it's definitely happening. Which is yeah. insane to me. Yeah, especially because you say I snore a little bit. But, oh, yeah, you definitely snore. Yeah, yeah. But um, you yeah. snore a lot of it. Yeah, I do. Well, that's OK. I mean, it's OK it's, for me. It's not OK for it's me. It's not OK. Yeah. Well, we are a, uh, a true crime podcast and we are a couple and you have no idea what I'm going to talk about. And uh, this week's my turn. Next week's your turn. We go back and forth and back and forth. Your downloads are doing better than mine. So hmm. people like you, I think, which I like you, too. So I like their taste. I like you, too. Oh, well, it's not to say people don't like you. Yeah. Well, um, maybe it's my like mysteries or the, the ones that are unsolved. unsolved. Yeah. And I've noticed that a lot of podcasts like kind of put it out in the front to say whether it's solved or unsolved. Yeah. So we might start doing that too. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Let's stay with us, folks. But um, you can follow us online uh, at uh, Twitter at uh, Crime and Coffee 2, the number two, um, or uh, Instagram, Crime and Coffee 2. And also we have a Patreon. So, um, you know, Colleen's our uh, our patron, our uh, top patron right now out of uh, one out of one. And, Thank uh, you, Colleen, yes, for throwing us a bone. You know, we're in the camp right now where... We want to be able to offer you guys something, but we don't have enough of a following yet hey, in that what regard. It is, how about a shout out? How about that? A yeah, shout, yeah, we'll well, that absolutely there. a shout out. Every, uh, every every episode, we'll make sure yeah. we do that. So yeah, if you if you have some extra scratch laying around, you know, and you appreciate what we do, please uh, come on over and give us uh, you know some support. We'd appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely. And uh, also, got some good reviews out there. There's some people listening to us on Amazon Music. So if you're listening and you like what you hear, please leave like a five star review. I think um, Amazon Audible does it. Uh, Spotify and obviously Apple Podcasts. So any of those, if you could, it would help us out quite a bit. So yeah, thank you thank so you much. So, much. That. Um, so that's house cleaning stuff out of the way. But so. um, yeah, um, I'd like to talk about myself for a little you, bit. You have the floor, Mike. Okay. Go. So uh, this week I got back from Las Vegas, Nevada. You sure did. Here in the U.S. And that was my brother's bachelor party. <laughs> and man, oh man, that place is just full of energy and cigarette smoke and... Um, hookers and blow. A lot of hookers and blow. Yeah. Oh, man. I haven't had so many hookers or blow since, <laughs> uh, you know, late The last 90s. time. Late 90s, I would say, at least. Um, yeah. Last time I was there. I think it's kind of like, you know, you get laid in Hawaii. You get a lay on top of you. Yeah. You just get a hooker in <laughs> Vegas. In Vegas, it's like, I uh, go to the bathroom. There should be hookers on the left and blow <laughs> yeah. on the right. So, you uh, said you probably would be okay never going back again. Yeah, I mean, I say that, but I mean, there, there's gambling practically everywhere now. You know, like everybody has a casino. Pretty, pretty much everybody has one uh, somewhere nearby, and sports wagering's like legal in a lot of places now. Um, it's just like it's a lot. I mean, it's it's kind of a sad thing. I mean, gambling really sucks if you think about it. Well, I mean, you're actively losing your hard-earned money, and people think they're winning. It's like you're not winning. They're coming out ahead always. Mm-hmm. Um, they're giving you free rooms because they've gotten all your money. Yeah, most people um, know that. And, but I'm just not a gambler. No, and it's like you know the house edge is at least 
like 50.5%, no matter what. Even if you're really good at blackjack, which is supposed to be like one of the best. Yeah. Um, or craps, you can get it close to almost like 50-50. But still, the house edge is there. So the more you play, the more you're going to give back, no matter right, what. Just based right. on averages. So, But anyways, I had a great time. Hang, hung out with my brother. Stayed up until like 5 in the morning sometimes there. You were going to bed as I was starting my day. Because I get up, obviously, for work early. But that was a weekend. And Reese and I were going out for a walk. And you were just walking back into the into your hotel. <laughs> well, we were telling the story to a couple of our friends at Cameron's Little League game. And they were like, well, it's because of the time change. It was easier for you to stay up. It's, it's like, like, no. No, it's only three hours. It's the opposite, actually. So <laughs> It was <laughs> that know. much later for you. Yeah, yeah. You were up the first night for 26 hours. Yeah. It's like, if I'm going to sleep at 3 four in the morning there that's really seven seven in the morning here so that's like me going to sleep at seven in the morning ending my night so now it didn't help the the time (laughs) it worsened it yes it's much much worse but um for some reason you just stay awake like as as you're gambling and stuff like well there's so much stimulation yeah and i didn't get um ever you know hammered wasted any of that stuff well you're responsible now i mean maybe yeah i mean you know everybody goes there to have a good time nothing against like well i'm impressed that you were able to keep up and granted your brother's not that much younger what is he like four and a half years younger yeah but he still lives like a young 30 you know i'm, I'm 43 so he's probably you're 30, 42 right now 42 oh yeah yeah you have a couple weeks oh in a few weeks is my birthday yeah you have a couple weeks so don't yeah. age yourself just yet i won't but um you know they're like what 37 ish yeah. um but i personally i'm an old lady I'm yeah. a fun squasher. I like to go to bed around like nine ish, well, ten ish. Okay with fun. I like having fun. You're a fun person. I wouldn't be married to you if you weren't a yes, fun person. Yes, I'm I'm a fun person, but I like to go to bed. I like to get my sleep. Yeah. I like to be rested and you get do. up in the morning and work out. Right. I, Vegas is not my scene, but you and I went to Vegas and we had a great time. You can go with a couple. You can go watch wonderful shows. The, um, the food. Cirque du Soleil shows are awesome. They always have like some huge headliners, like whether it's Celine Dion or Backstreet Boys. I think they had Backstreet Boys or 98 Degrees while I was there or something. There was some, you know, it was March Madness for NCAA. Um, basketball tournament so there was there's a lot of comedians there and i think britney spears was there recently. i think so too like they always have their you know their, their time there and it's a, it's a great place with great food a lot of good restaurants um, but it's kind of a sad sad place it's just uh for me well but. you sent me a few videos and i mean i'm like holy i mean there's women just naked in the street with like paint on yeah they're trying to get you to go somewhere or take take a picture with them it's i think like, is no what they want. no thank you right. i'm good i'm good no, thanks his uh friends were like don't take a picture they'll charge you 20 bucks i'm like don't worry i'm not taking pictures with anybody here <laughs> oh. <laughs> so <laughs> we're glad you're back yeah it felt like you were gone for like weeks i had a little throat thing it was like you know the, the dry weather in las vegas dry- yeah coming from florida to vegas the climates could not be further from you know each other the humidity is like night and day yeah so yeah your throat was a little parched but yeah i'm back and ready for action back and better than ever what's going on with and, your life um, besides my uh, life, taking care of the whole house while i was gone yeah you know just rearing the children and working that sort of thing uh working my fingers down to the bone mm. um i started Looks a like new, your nails are pretty uh, nice thank you they're hot pink if you mm. are watching the video um, I started a new uh, supplement. You know, I'm always trying oh, to God. be my best me. There's like always <laughs> another supplement involved. There's always something like you're you're constantly reading things. It's like, you know what? You're not good enough. You need to add this. See, you have it so wrong. I, I don't agree with your philosophy on that. I'm not saying that I'm not good enough. I'm just trying to be the ve- best virgin. 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 I'm not a virgin. Because the jig is up. I have 
two children. Right. Okay. There's there's no virginity. Hopefully your happening. parents aren't listening to this. Oh, oh shoot, gosh. Dad. Does he know? <laughs> I don't know. Does he know we sleep in the same room? I don't know if they know about birds and the bees. We should, <laughs> we tell should them. teach them. Yeah, pretty soon. Um, so it's not that I don't think I'm good enough. It's that I'm I'm getting older, as we all are. But you know, some of you folks that are listening might be in your twenties. Your skin has a lot of elasticity to it. Or teens. God bless you. God bless you. And um, but you know, it starts to fade a bit as you get older, and I'm just trying to do whatever I can to kind of slow that. How many pills are you up to now? Well, I was taking... Okay, so when I started my weight loss journey... I believe hormones play a role in things. Sure, and as yeah. you start to get older I th- or at any age, your hormones can go out of whack. So I read an article by a gyne- gynecologist and she was suggesting a few natural hormones or supplements that can help regulate things. So I tried them. But now I'm trying this thing called Better Than Botox. It's the brand is Apothe- uh, Apothecary. Thank Apothecary. you. Apothecary. That is a hard I word. have a hard time saying that one. It's Normally spelt with a C, this one's spelt with a K. And we're not like, you know, we're not getting sponsored. We're not sponsored by by anybody. So I mean, if you want to sponsor us, but honestly, I've only been taking it for like maybe four or five days. And I swear this morning my skin looked brighter. But it's called Better Than Botox. Better Than Botox. Apothecary? Yes. I mean, that's kind of a generic name. That's like saying drugstore. Yeah. I I like it. Yeah. Um, And then I'm trying a new one called Glow Getter. And, and you're getting that glow, girl. I'm getting that glow. I'm, yeah. I'm chasing that glow. Well, keep us updated. I'm, I'm really curious to see how all your supplements go. We have Reese, we, we have a, our daughter. She has a joke that says, um, yeah, I go to my teacher and I say, my mommy takes lots of pills. My mommy takes pills. Because <laughs> I do in the midday, I take like four different supplements. And I'm a registered dietitian. I am not one that thinks like, oh, just go to the supplements. Diet is number one. And I do. I focus on getting the right food. You got a lot and of leafy greens. You got a lot of vegetables. vegetables Very and, good. And all that good stuff. But yeah. It's it's never bad to help fill in the gaps. Right, right. That's my philosophy. So that's basically what my boring life has been up to. Well, I want skincare. To, I guess, my, mine sounds pretty pretty exciting. Yeah. Um. So you, thanks for making us these coffees here. I appreciate it. Hey, so you're I can, welcome. Uh, tell us our little story. You ready? Yes, I am ready. Okay. Today's story is about the murder of Anna Kriegel. Anna Kriegel. Yeah. So it looks like Kriegel. Okay. Like if you're just looking at it, K R I E G E L. Um. But it's pronounced Kriegel. I've never heard of this one. Yeah. So get ready. I'm ready. <sighs> I'm going to see if I can not cry. So we'll oh, see. Oh, geez. That yeah. doesn't sound good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not. So um, Anastasia Kriegel was born in Russia in 2004. I was thinking Russia with that last name. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the last name is actually um, Irish. Oh, really? Yeah. I, was, I don't know. For some reason, Russia yeah. popped into my head. Okay. Well. Yeah. So Russia she was, was right. born in Russia when? Uh, in 2004. Oh, she's a youngster. Yep. And placed in an orphanage. Oh, geez. In 2006, when she was two, she was adopted by Geraldine Creagel and her French-born husband. Oh, maybe French. Oh. Right? French-born husband, uh, Patrick Creagel. Some people said um, his name was pronounced Patrick, but I think it's Patrick. It's P-A-T-R-I-C. I looked it up. A lot of people say Patrick. So. Well, it's it's possible they pronounced it differently because I'm a expert in all things French because I just finished watching Emily in Paris. Mm-hmm. And that one character was Camille and they pronounced it Camille. Okay. So, so it's possible it was just pronounced differently. Yeah. Um, so maybe I'll go with Patrick. Oh, well, whatever. I, yeah, I think, yeah, to be on, you know, to honest to him. Sorry, Patrick. Um, so I'll go back and forth. We'll see. But um, anyway, they came to live in County Kildare, Ireland. Which I feel like we've uh, talked about County Kildare before, but I don't know. If we I have. don't think so. Okay, my memory's terrible, so that's okay. <laughs> um, so, I don't think we've been to Ireland in this podcast. Yeah. Well, here we are. So, even though her parents had no cultural links to Russia, they tried to make sure that 
um, Anna kept connections to Russian culture, uh, like keeping her original given name, um, which was Anastasia, which I just called her Anna. So you know that they called her Anna. Okay, um, so they did call her Anna. Yep. Um, which, you know, yeah. So now everybody, you know, called her Anna. Uh, also, when they first adopted Anna, they announced the adoption by giving those little Russian dolls Aww. to their friends and family. And That's neat. a picture of her and, you know, a little, you know, welcoming Anastasia mm-hmm. to to our family. So um, they want her to know about herself, know that she was adopted, and be proud of her heritage mm-hmm. and everything, which I think is super cool. That's awesome. Um, well, it's like that's where she was born. That's where she came from. Yeah. It's, it's like, yes, secret. you're coming to our family, but that still existed. Right. Exactly. So we're not trying to take it away from you. We just want to love you. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I like that. Yeah. I, thought, I think it's really cool. So um, when Anna was a little kid, she used to love dancing and putting on shows. So just a super cute little kid, um, really loved to make people smile and just kind of, you know, do the, the best she could making them laugh and, you know, just smile in general. So uh, her mom said she spent hours and hours in the front room listening to music and just trying to learn the words to the music and trying to put down dance moves and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like if any of us have ever tried to do like the, the thriller uh, dance moves, you know, oh yeah, for Michael Jackson, that's, that's what I pictured right away. Um, so yeah, just a, a standard, good, cute little kid, you know, doing her little dances, just, you know, being as cute as ever uh she uploaded a few of these videos to youtube um and had like a, a small little following she had like 100 subscribers or so as she was getting older obviously not when she yeah was i was like wondering four. how old she was when she was uploading these um yeah teens, you teens. Know, young teens yeah 11 12 13 14 around there because she's young our son was born in 2008 so that would make her like 17 at this point yep Yep. So she did have, yeah, YouTube. She also had, um, yeah, she was getting older, Snapchat, Instagram, all that sort of thing. So this is very, like, you know, current right, right now kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, she was like a little singer actress, like a lot of little kids. Like to perform. Yep. Unfortunately, as Anna got older, she started to suffer from some problems, uh, physical and mental illnesses. Um, for instance, she had a huge tumor behind her right ear. Oh my goodness. That made her like partially deaf. So it was so big that it was like putting pressure on there and wow. just like you're preventing her from being able to listen on the right side. So, um, as she, you know, developed and got older, she'd start to like go to the left side of people as she came into a room just mm-hmm. so she can hear them. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, she had to have a, like a six hour surgery to actually have her removed. Wow. So it was a huge, huge deal for her. Um, went through a lot of things with that. She also had a bad scar on her uh, head, and some people said it was from the tumor. Some articles said it might have been from an eye surgery that she had, a corrective eye surgery. I wouldn't think they'd... I mean, the occipital lobe is in the back, but I wouldn't think they'd have to go No, because I think when they do an eye surgery, they just go through the eye, right. if, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I'm certainly not a doctor, but like my uncle, I think, had a retinal surgery, it, yeah. like detached, so I'm and there say, was no exterior you know, scars. Yeah, depending on the article or the YouTube video, they say, but I'm pretty sure that was from... Um, uh, the the tumor yeah from the tumor so um but yeah just a lot of different little things involved um also you know when she was two you know she was brought over so she was automatically kind of behind on language mm-hmm. um, because she was you know russian and that's what she spoke in russia and then came over to ireland where you know we speak english and um it just kind of confusing so she was already behind everybody mm-hmm. um you kids know. learn really quickly though they do they do so it's th- throughout the story you're gonna hear like that she was just kind of, you know, I think she had some developmental delays, too, just based on what I'm kind of feeling a little bit here. Um, but we'll, you'll see. So um, when Anna was around 11, she 
was going from primary school to secondary school. Okay. Which is kind of like elementary to junior high. Middle or, school. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of from the little kid school to the big kid school. Mm-hmm. Right. And what year was this? I'm sorry. Uh, when she was 11. Oh, when she was 11. Okay. So, um, yeah. Uh, her teachers were worried. Like, she was really excited. She's like, oh, this is going to be great. A brand new start and whatever. But her teachers were worried because Anna was, you know, kind of awkward. Um, didn't make a lot of friends. Like, didn't really know the right things to say to make friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess is a good way to put it. Um, she was a target for bullying mm-hmm. um, because one thing, you know, when she was fourteen years old, she was five foot eight, so she was pretty tall. Okay, I uh, mean that's not a big deal. No, I mean there's a lot of tall girls. A lot of you know. I mean, our daughter's ten, and she's got a child in her class that's taller than the teacher. It's Right. I mean, to me, it's not a big deal. Yeah, there's a lot of things here where people are like, "This is this is why," and it's like, it's like mm. I, it's it, it's not just that, you know. There's got to be more. No, of to course it. not. Yeah. Right. Just being tall, like you know, we had a, a girl on Cameron's uh, flag football team. She was six one, I think, and, and she's, she's 13. thirteen. Yeah, she's yeah. six feet, six foot one, and I was like, um, you know, you're tall, and I, I, you know, really, you know, helped her out. And I, and, yeah, just trying to give her confidence. Be like, you're super tall. You got to use your abilities. Like you were given this yeah. like, gift, you know, and and she's like, oh, I hate being the tallest kid because you don't want to be staring at and stuff and i'm sure you stand out i mean when you're six foot one at 13 you stand out and kids kids, sometimes they don't want to stand out yeah right because it's especially junior high or you know Mm -hmm. middle school whatever secondary school it's like i just want to blend in you know not be looked at yeah things like that but um anyways yeah she was five foot eight so um you know you're five two so you know i'm five three thank you five three i'm sorry you always take that inch away from me yeah well you know i need all the inches i can get so (laughs) yeah you do yep so not really sure uh how tall she was at 11 but just like it's safe to say taller than the average right right um she didn't like standing out like we said being the tall girl in school she struggled socially didn't make a lot of friends in primary school so her teachers were understandably worried and there was just a you know, there I couldn't I didn't see any videos of her, but I think she she's just kind of awkward, just kind of odd a little bit. You know, when mm-hmm. you you meet somebody and it's like, hmm, you're you're a little different. You're different, yeah. And I think she definitely had that for her, so um, makes it really hard as a kid. So sure enough, when she made the move to secondary school, she struggled making friends. So she didn't go off to the secondary school with the same people she was in primary school with. She did, but, but she did really... probably added more to the mix too. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, more people to kind of target her and, mm-hmm. and whatever it might be. People can be mean. They can. Especially like everybody kids. doesn't have to be the same. No. Someone can be different. That's okay. Well, we're all different, man. Like we tell our kids, anybody who's normal is pretending. Like my biggest thing is under no circumstances do you be mean to somebody. No, absolutely not. Our kids are pretty decent. So yeah, they are. They're good kids. Yeah. So she struggled making friends because she lacks social skills and the whole teasing and picking on her from her height. Um, you know, the fact that she was adopted, kids would be like, you know, you're adopted, you don't have real parents, and all that kind of stuff. Unbelievable. Like, you have to be a really dipshit kid to be able to say that kind of stuff. And you gotta wonder, like, what goes on in your house that you would even think to say that to somebody? Right. It's uh, just some bad stuff. That's what we tell our kids if somebody's mean to them. Like, you don't know what's going on in this kid's life. You know, you don't have to take it, but, you know, go, don't talk to this person, but don't try to engage. No. You know, so they might have a terrible home life that might get beaten and stuff like, you know, just just know that you're lucky you have a good spot. So um, she was also a target on social media and YouTube. So, you know, at first she would just get some mean and negative comments like, you know, this video sucks or this is stupid or why are you putting this on here or whatever, uh, which always comes with the anonymous YouTube comments. Mm -hmm. But eventually she started getting death threats, too. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) She's a child. Right, right. That's it. Now, are these children making these threats? Some children, some adults. Get a life. No shit. It's uh, it's pretty gross. 
Like um, one comment was, you should be executed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like who comes on anywhere on the internet? Like there's a lot of that crap on the internet, but like just don't do that crap, man. If you're one of those people, like if you're listening here, a troll, like just try to take the high road, you know? And I think most people are not the trolls. No, no, most people are not. It's it's such a minute um, percentage of the population, but they stand out so much because they're so shockingly mean. It's like the minority, the the vocal minority or something. You, you know? know, and it's so silly. Like I was, I read a lot of recipes. I'm just huge into cooking. And on the Food Network, I'll, I like to read the reviews to see what people are saying so I can find out if it's something I want to make. And it's always the anonymous ones that are the negative ones. And they they suck like they're not giving you a real reason why the recipe isn't good but it's bringing down the the <laughs> score of the recipe and then yeah. you feel like your your review has to be higher rated you know if i was going to give it a four it's like well i got to balance out this other one so i'm going to give it a five you know i don't like a yeah, piece of it. yeah it's just uh it's just be don't be negative if you are feeling so shitty inside go get a counselor or a therapist yeah don't put it out there yeah don't suck uh, making an 11 year old saying you should be executed not to mention she also got some sexual comments too gross and messages and stuff and you know that's one of those things you got to watch out for your kids it's these scary days. very scary yep so um then we go to 2017 when anna was 13 years old um she was volunteering at a halloween event okay uh she loved volunteering she just loved it loved to be helpful loved to be the one that was like oh thank you so much for helping just love that whole aspect right she seems very social yeah it seems like it seems putting like herself out she there. wanted friends like she wanted it she wanted it for yeah, herself that's oh that's so sad yeah it's it is sad um and like you see her and stuff like you i just like i put in here i think once that like you'd be friends with her i think yeah well you just if she's like a kind person you can't be mean to somebody who's kind i mean you know how you have like some people in school that it's just like you know they're nice enough but sometimes they ask like weird questions that are a little like weird and annoying yeah like i have a feeling she was probably like that i'm sure yeah but But in a million years i I could have never been mean to her no both me and you in high school kids like that you just like you know placate them like Mm -hmm. you have a guy at work that is like that you know he's precious yeah and just he doesn't care what i have to say or what's going on right and he just will run up to me and start telling me the story like as if i knew the topic that was going on in his head yeah and you're an adult he's just he's so sweet you just nod your head and i smile and i that's awesome good for you you know but you're not gonna hang out with the guy anytime i I mean i'm not gonna go out and have like a saturday evening with him no but he's lovely to talk to yes exactly exactly so anyways you know Anna was 13 volunteering at this halloween event she was excited because she loved volunteering Uh, like i said uh she was a good kid you know while she was volunteering at this event unfortunately four older boys came up to her. So she's 13. Um, they don't say exactly how old, but I'm saying 16, 17, 18 area. And they're at her school? It's at this Halloween, like... Um, it was so it was like a, a community event? Okay. Yeah, for, mostly for little kids. Okay. Um, you know, just for celebrating Halloween or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, these four older boys came up to her. Um, older teenagers. Uh, and Anna was immediately intimidated by the boys. But she's mm-hmm. also curious, too, because she's 13. And she's just like, oh, hey, <laughs> you know, uh, how's it going? Um, so the boys like knew that she was intimidated and kind of like feeding off it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so they started to rile her up and play with her a little bit and, you know, not you know physically just yet, but just kind of like, like ma- um, messing verbally and yeah. messing with her. Yeah. yeah. So what are you doing tonight? You know, can't you just picture like four dickhead boys? It's like, yeah, you know, kind of feeding off each other and being, and being jerk offs. So, um, yeah. So, um, at one point, one of the boys said to her, you're going to have sex with me, Anna tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he grabbed her butt while doing so gross keep your friggin' hands to yourself so she's 13 just imagine like a little girl going through this i'm sure 
many, many women listening to this right now, that's probably happened to you, unfortunately. And I'm sorry, because you know, some boys or people can be real pieces of shit and just try to take your innocence away mm-hmm. from you. So, you know, immediately she was like, you know, kind of got away from the situation. She's like, uh, just, you know, the alarm bells in her head were sure. going off. This is, this is bad. Good. Um, so she got out of the situation um, of basically a sexual assault um, is what this was. And after the event, ran home, told her parents immediately. God. She was like, you know, just boy touched me on my butt. And she said he wanted to have sex with me. And, you know, as a mom, imagine that coming home. No. It's like this son of a bitch, like, he thinks he's going to, like, take his, my daughter is innocent, that he's better than And her. who are you to walk up to my daughter and say that to her? Yeah. And then touch her. Right. And, like, play around. Like, that's disgusting. So, um, she went crying into her mom's arms and they ended up reporting the incident to the police. God. Which is good. I'll absolutely report things because these scumbags are going to do it to somebody of else. Of course. Too. If they're right. walking up to this girl at a Halloween event, they're certainly going to do it again. Yeah. So the police ended up finding the boy, went to his house, but ended up giving him a, a warning. At least maybe people were led to know what was happening, like his parents. Right. Yeah. And he's in the database. Now. Yeah. To so. be like, you will never do this again. But who knows if he's a sexual predator? Yeah. It's Oh, don't do it again. Oh, yeah. okay. Yep. So this was like one of the you know kind of defining points in Anna's life a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, well, it probably showed her that the world can be a very scary place. Yeah. You know, people can do things to you you don't want done. Right, right. And like I mentioned, like I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have been like, well, I've been through that. And, you know, it didn't ruin me mentally. But Something happened to me when I was about 14 years old. I was staying in a hotel and my sister and I went to play pool. And it was like one of those like um, indoor pool hotels where it was safe to do so. My mom, Like a holodome? Yeah, a it was like a, they called it a holodome at the time. Just a holiday inn with a huge pool inside, heated yeah. and everything in Illinois. And my aunt and I, or my mom and my aunt were getting like showered in the room. We had driven a bunch and this guy came and was going to show me how to play pool and came up behind me and pulled me against him and i could clearly feel his erection i mean it was it was traumatizing he had his hands on my hips my sister at the time was only like 10 she didn't know what was going on and i was like let's go she's like why i'm having fun i'm like let's go i was hysterical and that's like where these stories start a lot of times like uh, this is you know then he followed her and like brought her into a closet or something and like he could have been watching you that weekend too well and he the reason why we got away was because he walked to like i saw him looking around and there were hotel rooms literally like 10 feet away from us if he was staying in one of those rooms he could have pulled me in so i literally grabbed my sister and ran to the room and i told my mom she went and got hotel security they looked for him they couldn't find him but it was traumatizing yeah i thought of you because you know just you like you're a good kid innocent and innocent you as could be you, you know just you know i'd never kissed a boy at that point mm-hmm. i I mean, I'd never been touched by anybody. Was like this guy was probably in his forties, and I was fourteen. Yeah, what is wrong with you? Disgusting, and it's not like you were some like you know buxom like fourteen. No, I was wearing a high school track. Like you looked like a kid. I looked like a kid. I I'm small chested. The shirt was large. I was wearing shorts. I had literally just been driving for like 15 hours. Not that even any of those things matter. It doesn't matter. I was a child. Right, right. But the point is, I didn't look older than what I was. In fact, I probably looked younger. Yeah, I would say. So he was a complete pervert. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things that there's happened with a lot of people listening, like I said. Um, and they were like, well, you know, it happened and you got to get through it. But at the same time, you know, maybe it's the straw that breaks the camel's back. Right. Too, you it's, know? it's a culmination of things. Right. And I think that's one of these situations where 
just something where, you know, she was already kind of depressed and mm-hmm. looking for friends and life isn't going very well. And then this happens and it's like, oh, she had the tumor. She had the surgery. Right. Right. Yeah. And just a lot of things happening. So by this time, Anna's pretty depressed. Oh, poor thing. And, you know, the thing is, too, who is anybody to say you need to get over this? Right. It's like, well, I'm going through this. Yeah. You can't just tell somebody just you should be done worrying about that. Right. Everybody's different. Everybody processes things differently. Right. And so after this incident, she started self-harming. Oh. Um, there would be times I read an article where she would um, actually draw like black eyes on herself before going to school to try to get out of going to school. Oh. Um, so she'd be doing that. Uh, she made like so- social media accounts of um, you know just other people and then pretended to bully herself so that she can show her parents and okay. get like attention. So she was trying to get attention that way. Mm-hmm. She told teachers teachers that she was thinking of killing herself um it, wow that really did. escalated yeah absolutely. she just did not want to go to school yes <clears throat> so it was excuse me it was really unfortunate um situation here um right away her parents just seemed like good parents um they got some uh, counseling sessions good. they're like you know there's you got to work through this you're you know a teenager a lot of things are going on and they got her some counseling. Um, initially, she, you know, like most kids, she wasn't sharing a lot with the mental health people, mm-hmm. um, just kind of being guarded and everything. But eventually, she started getting a lot of help out of it, and feeling better. So, um, one of the mental health support workers made some notes that they were very concerned about her lack of friends. Okay. So this wasn't just like a standard, you know, teenage thing. It was just kind of like a glaring. Um, so thing. she literally really had no friends. So most of the articles I read said absolutely none. Oh. Um, one article that's supposed to be one of the best, um, the Irish times, I think it is uh-huh. said that she had like one friend that she could have a sleepover with. Sometimes. Okay. So it would have been good. Like if she could get into like a club at school or something, even if they weren't friends, she was hanging out with them after school, you know? Right. And there's some clubs where they're they're very accepting of different you know, personalities yeah. and things, like the artsy ones, you know? I wish like, she would have had that. Yeah, that'd be really nice. So, um, but yeah, I, I think maybe one friend. She had her cousins also. Okay. Um, so she had cousins, and those were really probably her best friends. Yeah. Um, they were just built into the family. So um, Anna's dad, Patrick, Patrick, said that he would go to pick up Anna from school and he'd see kids all hanging out in groups and chatting up each other, having a good time while there was Anna um, sitting there by herself with her blue headphones mm. and just kind of listening to music and looking down at the ground. That's really heartbreaking as a parent to see. It is. Because you just want to fix it. Right. And it's just like, gosh, like this kid is cool. Like, yeah. And you know what your child has inside of them potential wise and what they have to offer the world. And there's nothing you could really do about it at school. You know, you can't go in with them and be like, guys, she's cool. Hang out with her. Talk to her. Yeah. You know, you just feel helpless. Well, you know, we're in a similar situation a little bit. Not not obviously as um, bad as Anna's situation, but our, our daughter is very you know, social, has tons of friends to talk to. Our son is sticking to some friends that he made like in elementary school. Not really branching out right now in middle school, but um, I'd like to see a couple more kids. You know, not that number of friends matters at all. It's just, all really about quality. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, that's it's it's tough. It's tough being a kid. It is. It's 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 very tough. You know, I don't one, miss it. At one point I was even thinking of moving to be into the the school systems that his current friends are in. You but, know. you know, you got to in life it's it's always yeah, going to change. Right. Life's going to be a challenge. You have regardless. to da- adapt. Yep. Um, but yeah, so anyways, you know, he'd find Anna by herself with her with her headphones and he thought that she, you know, she even said, quote, she was a weirdo. 
um you know, yeah we're all a little weird but she was really misunderstood and you know socially awkward mm-hmm. so she made made things harder um, and it's one of those that you're like gosh as soon as she gets to college or whatever yeah things will change or right. whatever let's like, just make it it's so it's so like narrow-minded in in middle school and high school it's like yeah. you're put into this little tiny box whereas once you go off to college it's like the world just opens up i feel right and like the kids that never leave their hometown it's just like you didn't yeah. see so much of the world i man. know i know yep but, um, you know, like I, I said, she just seemed like, you know, really wanted to make people happy. It seemed like a really nice person and a good friend to have. And here's why I put that you probably would have been friends with her. Um, then on May 14th, 2018, uh, this is a terrible date. Oh, jeez. Um, Anna got herself ready for school, okay. as she always did. Um, she asked her mom for a note to get her out of school earlier because she had counseling. Okay. Um, and her mom always, you know, wrote it. And she said, okay, here's your note. You're ready to go. Um, and her mom had a meeting that day. Um, so she had to take the train into town and um, you know, go to some important meeting. I think she was a financial uh, person working in the financial world, I believe. Um, but anyways, her mom's like, all right, you get ready for school. I'll see you later. She takes off. Um, Anna got herself all dressed, got herself some breakfast, all ready to go, went to school just as usual. Um, in the afternoon, she was scheduled for that counseling session, and she attended that as usual. So she got herself to the counseling session? Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, I don't know if it was part of the school or not or okay. whatever, maybe nearby. I don't know. But um, after the counseling session, she came home, uh, made herself some food. They said um, some chips, which, uh, you know, French fries, I believe. Probably. Yep. Um, so In Ireland. Yep. Um, and just, you know, imagine a little teenage girl uh, making herself some some French fries for, mm-hmm. for a little uh, snack. And um, as she was making her food, she gave her mom a call on the phone. Um, but her mom was in that meeting, so she couldn't answer. Okay. And she texted her right back, hey, I'm in a meeting. I'll call you later. Sure. Yep. So Anna just finished making her food and took it up to her room to eat it like she usually does and just go listen to music and you know, mm-hmm. do her thing. Hang out. Yep. So that was around four something. Okay. Okay. So just before 5 p.m. that night, there was a knock at the door. Okay. Uh, Patrick answered the door, and it was a 13-year-old boy that was there for Anna. Hmm. So Anna was 14 at the time. And he was probably kind of surprised by this. Yes. It was not ordinary. Correct. It's not something normal that comes up like, oh, you got somebody at the door for you. It's like... It's like somebody's at the door for you. It's more like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he answered the door. It was a 13-year-old there for <clears throat> for uh, his 14-year-old daughter, Anna. Um, Patrick called up Anna, said, Anna, someone's here for you. Um you know, said the boy's name and Anna came down like kind of startled. Like, and, who is he? Yeah. So she looked at him and she's like, oh, yeah, I know him, but like, we're not friends. Why are you here at my door? Yeah. Like, not a, the kind of guy that you'd be like hanging out with or anything. Just a boy that she knew of. Sure. Kind of, like, you know, passing in school or something. Uh-huh. Like, okay, you're familiar, but what the hell's going on here? Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the dad let them talk. They're kind of talking in the hallway. Um, and you can, like, he could kind of tell that they, they didn't really want him to hear it. So he's like, okay, well, I'm going to give them privacy. Okay. Um, I'll go walk over here and let them have their little conversation as they're whispering. And Anna finished up talking to the guy and she's like, Hey dad, um, I'm going to go out for a bit. I'm going to just grab my sweatshirt real quick or jumper uh, uh-huh. as they, uh, they say. And, um, you know, I'll be right back. And he's like, Oh, okay. That sounds good. Um, that sounds good. You go ahead, go ahead have fun or whatever. Sure. Um, so she grabbed her favorite sweatshirt a hoodie a black hoodie with like some goth markings on it like kind of cool looking you'll you can you know I'll, I'll definitely share them but just like very very you know it stands out quite a bit okay um very cool looking so um patrick realized that he forgot to ask her where she was going right so they're already out the door and he's like oh shit so he runs over and by this time they're kind of farther down the street like far enough where it's just like it'd be weird if you're like Adam! 
Right, you know? right. And he probably doesn't want to make it awkward for her. He's like, finally, someone's coming over. I don't want to ruin it. Right. Exactly. So he's like, um, okay, yeah, I'll just, yeah, I'm sure. Let them. Like, she's a good kid. She would always communicate. She's even the type of kid, like, if she was not talking to you, she would text to tell you I'm not talking to you. Okay. Like, you okay. Know, so like she really kind. put her cards on the table. Yes. Like, you know what she's thinking and everything. Um, so anyways, yeah. Um, he's like, well, all right. Well, and then he started watching them, and it was kind of weird because they were going towards this park called uh, St. Catherine's Park. Okay. And um, he noticed that the boy was walking, like, well ahead of her. Um, you know, like kind of with her still, but they weren't like talking and walking together. Okay, it was almost like she was just following him. Interesting. Like, they follow me. Yeah, that that wouldn't sit well with me because I'd be like, if you came to walk or come with her, why are you not walking with her? Right, jerk. Yeah, right. At the very least, this kid's a jerk. Yeah, right. So, um, he's like, okay, that's that's weird, but okay, I'm sure she'll be back soon. So, about fifteen to twenty minutes after Anna left the house, uh, Geraldine, Anna's mom. Uh, had called her back. She sure. was home on the bus or on the, the train, whatever it was. Just got back from her meetings and was like, okay, I'm going to call my daughter. Um, but it went straight to voicemail. Uh, a little after that, Geraldine got home and asked Patrick, where's Anna? Um, you know, Patrick kind of said the situation. A boy came over and they started walking over by St. Catherine's. I'm sure she'll be back. You know, I, I kind of forgot to ask them where they were going and everything. Um, so immediately Geraldine was worried right? because of the reasons that you, you stated earlier. Yeah. And you know, again, it's somebody they don't know. Right. And they don't know that, you know, they know that she doesn't normally have visitors. Yeah. It's out of the, like we said, out, out of the ordin- ordinary. Mm-hmm. It's funny though. Like men are different than women. Like, oh, I forgot to ask them where they were going. And like, mom's like, holy shit, what's going on? It's kind of like when you go out with your guy friends. I'm like, oh, what are they doing? What Did they do this or that? And you're like, I don't know. We just talked about basketball or whatever. <laughs> it's like, what? You didn't ask him about the new house? Right. You're like, oh, are they re- redoing their kitchen? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, well, I heard they were. What color did they do for the... Ba-? You're like, I have no idea. Are they pretty happy in their marriage? I think. I mean, he didn't complain that much. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's Women good. are just more... You Typically, <laughs> they inquire more. Yeah, which is why I like to hang out with women more. Just it seems that there's more depth depth of conversation yeah. guys we like to kind of just keep it simple talk about your fantasy football march madness etc scratch our butts <laughs> yeah a lot of butt scratching a lot of grunting and butt scratching right right so um yeah geraldine was immediately worried um yeah wouldn't marry a lot of wouldn't worry a lot of parents around this age but you know special circumstances mm-hmm. here um at 5 30 p.m geraldine texted anna uh home now like home now so did they confirm that she had her cell phone? Did she bring it with her? Yes. Okay. So, you know, I always had it on her. And so no response after a few minutes. Then again, Geraldine's like, answer me now or I'm calling the police. Now, did they have a car? Could they like drive over to the park and look to see if she was there? Yep. So, she, you know, she Geraldine was worried. Like she wasn't going to call the police, but she wanted Anna like call. The, to know the urgency. Yeah. Just call me back. I have, a you know, like... The instincts. You have a terrible mm-hmm. feeling. Like, let's just get back to me. Somehow. Absolutely. Okay. So, like you were guessing, you know, Geraldine had enough waiting around. Um, so she went outside, walked towards St. Catherine's, it was pretty close. Tried to look for her daughter everywhere. Um, didn't find her. Uh, so she came home, jumped in the car with Patrick, Patrick, and went looking for her that way. But still, no luck. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, they knew the first name of the boy. Okay. Because you know he introduced himself at the door, and he did go to school with her. This yes. person. Okay. I think you know what I think he did. I'm okay. pretty sure. I mean, one would assume if he was close enough to walk to the house, and he's in her age range, you would assume they go to the same school. And she recognized him, like knew yeah. of him. Yeah. So at the very least, she knew him. Um, but yeah, they went on the Facebook, got his last name, 
um, and found it somehow. So it's got to be a pretty unique first name. Uh-huh. So in this whole situation, you don't know the name of this boy because okay. he's young. Okay. They don't release it. Yeah. So they're not sharing it. Um, so that's why I'm not using it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, they found him on Facebook. They started calling every single parent and saying, do you know this boy? Mm-hmm. Do you know this family? This first name, last name. And a lot of friends are just like, no, sorry. I can't help you. Um, by now, it was starting to get dark. So they're like, we haven't heard anything. Like, this is not like her. Like, something is wrong. That's scary. Yeah, like, no doubt about it. It's not even a bad feeling. Something's wrong right yes. now. Um, well, like I said, wasn't that kid that would stay out late and not let them know? Um, around 9 p.m. Oh, jeez. So this so, she's been out for close to four hours. Yep, yep. Um, she was already, like you said, I just wrote, they, she was with this boy for about four hours, and they had no idea where she was. They knew something was wrong because she'd never do this. And so Geraldine and Patrick went to the police department and reported her as missing because it was uh, her history of mental health issues and self-harm and those sort of things. The police took it pretty seriously okay, got right it. away and immediately went out looking for her. Um, anything was on the pay- table. It could be a kidnapping, self-harm, you know, runaway. I mean, who knows? Could be anything. Yeah, she's gone. That that's you know the the case here. So the biggest lead, obviously, is was the boy. The boy, yeah, exactly. Um, police found his family in the database that they have, you know, typical family database. Sure, you know, whatever they know, the people living in their town. So immediately they went to the listed address to try to find them um, because of the age of the boy, like I said, he's never named, but he's known simply as Boy B. Boy B. Yep. So this is Boy B. Uh, police went to the address, explained to the boy's parents that their son was the last person to see Anna, who mm-hmm. had went missing, and then they sat Boy B down. He was at home. Oh, wow. He's at home. Even scarier. Yes. Where the hell is she? Right. Right. So, sat him down in his living room. He's getting fidgety and stuff. He's you know, just nervous, which you'd be nervous if police show up at your house. Uh-huh. 13-year-old talking to a police officer. Right. So, they're like, okay, just tell us what you've been up to today, buddy. And I can just, you know, we're just trying to find this girl. And so he's like, well, you know, um, I went to the park with her and I realized I had homework to do. So I left her there around 540. Okay. So he says peace out at 540. Yep. And less than an hour of hanging out, really a few minutes. Um, For about 40 minutes, right? Because he came to the door around five. Yeah. Yeah. So about 40 minutes of hanging out. And he had no idea if she left the park because he was gone. He's okay. like, I just left. I don't know if she left with, you know, with somebody else or whatever it was and I'm just gone. So this lead was kind of useless at this point. It was like, okay, you were with her, then you weren't, and she's gone. And he doesn't know what happened to her from there. Right. So the police are like, okay, we got to find some other clues. Maybe look at some CCTV footage from the park. Yeah. Um, there is some CCTV footage. So, um, you know, they, they review everything. They see them coming in. Um you know, um, did they see the video that proved what he said that he left? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, uh, the next morning, still nobody heard oh, from Anna. Jeez. So, <laughs> just put yourself in that situation. No, I would be a lunatic, panicking, sick to my stomach. Yeah. I'd be a wreck. Your sweet girl that everybody you know makes fun of and and stuff like that is gone. And you your know. mind is just spinning as to what could have possibly happened. Right. Could be anything could be anything at all so um so police put together a search team that combed the area like search teams do you know kind of like reaching out like you know arm's length and looking through everywhere they combing through everything yep they knew they went towards the park so they're going into the fields nearby they're kind of looking through everything here um calling every single person that could have possibly been in contact looking for witnesses saying did you see this boy and this girl walking together did you see you know what time was it trying to just kind of piece everything together at this point 
Um, but really, you know, not a whole lot of great leads. A couple of people saying like, yeah, I saw them together. Okay, good, fine. Um, at this point, they didn't know what to do. So they decided to go back to the only lead that they had. The boy? Boy B. Yep. Um, even though they got close to nothing out of them the first time, it's like, we got nothing. Like, Yeah, and then you ask again and see if the story stays the same. Mm-hmm. Are we going to start to crack and deviate or did what he's saying happen actually happen and there's nothing else to talk about? Correct. So now Boy B told them a few more details. Oh. Including why he went to Anna's house. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Right. Now, was was he not asked that the first time? You know, I don't know. Maybe it was. I'm sure it was, but maybe it was just like, I don't know. Just wanted to hang out. Maybe they were just like, at this point, they're like... Okay, you saw her. He's a kid. They're like, okay, you were with her. What He's happened? He's the piece of the puzzle. He's the reason she went out. Well, it's starting to go more towards instead of like, you know, uh, somebody that witnessed it, more like, okay, maybe more accusatory a little bit, uh-huh. kind of leading that way. Because they're like, running out of other options. Right, which sucks. It's like, just because that's why sometimes I'm like, you know, I, if you've talked to the cops at all, you're sometimes you can be added in as a, as a possible person. Yeah. You know? But that's one of those things are like, okay, we need to go back to this. Because you hear these stories where, okay, say he did go to the house and they walked to the park and he did go at 540 to do his homework. And then some weirdo in a car grabbed her and he the boy B has nothing to do with it. Is that possible? Yes, of course, that's possible. Is it possible that he's lying? Right. Yes, that's possible, too. Right. Probably. I mean, just based on history of cases, way more possible. Somebody took her one. Yeah. So, and one wouldn't think a 13-year-old boy, you know, at her school would be capable of doing something bad. Right. So you ready for why he went to Anna's house? Yes, I am. He went to Anna's house because his friend, known as Boy A, in the story, wanted him to. Um, he wanted to get Anna to come talk to Boy A. Okay. okay. So Boy B was bringing Anna to Boy A. Yes. I guess Anna had a crush on boy A. Okay. And boy A was kind of weirded out by the quote, uh, we, by the quote, weird girl having a crush on him. So he sent boy B to Anna's house to bring her out to the park so that she, he could clearly tell her that there was no relationship that was going to happen between them. Okay. And he said to let her down gently, quote. So boy B told police as soon as he brought Anna to boy A, he took off and didn't see anything past that. So he's like, okay, so you didn't talk about this boy before. Now, but now, now it's just totally changed from what you said the night before. Right. You're still going to the same place, but there's a reason for it. And there's, there's a little bit more stuff going on here. Okay. So police were happy with getting more out of boy B. And now they're like, okay, well, now we got to find boy A. We're shooting over to boy A's yep. house. But they figured they'd go never, another step further with boy B. So they brought him to the park where he brought Anna to. Okay. And they wanted to kind of walk through things. Be Recreate like, okay, it. Okay, you're here with Anna. You're walking with her right now at this point, right? Walk with us. Like, walk with us where you went, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, uh, okay. So, you know, he brought them over to like a park bench. He's like, yeah, we were here. And then like a BMX bike trail that was at the park. He's like, and we were here. And this is it. After I left, I left her right here. So they looked at the camera footage and they're like, mm, it, you know, there, there's not a lot of cameras like in the park. There's some to the entrances. And okay. Stuff. So they're like, okay, you did come. And so they kind of got to take his word for it. But at the same time, like some of the things he was saying wasn't really matching up with where they were. So okay. they're like, okay, still suspicious of what's and going on. And it just happened the day before. It's not like your memory is not serving itself. Like, right. You can recall what you did. Yep. So, um, you know, after they ended up talking to him, um, they got the address and obviously the name of Boy A. Okay. They're like, okay, let's go take him a visit. So Boy A had a similar story to Boy B. Um, imagine that. Shocker. He said he sat and talked with Anna for no more than five minutes. Um, let her down. 
you know, gently, as you said, that they had a conversation about how he wasn't interested and he wasn't looking for a relationship. And he noted that she seemed annoyed and kind of pissed off, she, you know, as you would expect, and that mm-hmm. she left the park and he has no idea where she went. So he's like, you know, she was into me. What can I say? I told her no. And she's like, whatever. And then left. So now the police took both boys to the park to do the same walkthrough. Okay. Like, All right, guys. Okay. Well, so you were here. You were Yeah. And see if their stories match each other. Yep. Uh, the weird thing, boy B didn't take the same path that he did the first time. Okay. So he's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Also, police noticed the boys kind of look at each other. To confirm, like, is this right? Is yeah. It- and trying to communicate with their eyes. Like, kind of be like, you know, kind of nodding this way and that. And, yeah. It- it's like you'd almost want to, like, have people standing between them so they can't see each other. Yeah. But at the same time, they want to see how they interact. Yeah. Like, the police, true. the police are used to this kind of shit. And especially 13-year-old. Like, it's basically a really stupid, like, uh you know, person wrong, wrongdoer, um, criminal. There we go. Criminal, <laughs> a wrong. Did you just say a wrongdoer? A, wrong, a ne'er-do-well. Oh my goodness. A ne'er-do-well, if you will. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, they noticed they were looking at each other and immediately cop, you know, cop radar is like, okay, there's something going on here. Right. So, um, police knew something was up. The park visit just moved the boys from, um, you know, just witnesses to official suspects. Now did boy bees, parents say yes he came home at 5 45 or whatever it was depending on how far so he really would have only been with her for like maybe 40 minutes or so yep timeline and okay. cameras so they match. confirm that yep yep so they brought both boys into the police department to question them because okay. now they're moving the suspect sure okay Meanwhile, posters were all over the town. As you can imagine, you know, this was a big deal. That uh, sweatshirt that she put on, the hoodie, like mm-hmm. that was the the pictures out there saying this is the last known thing she was wearing. She It was her favorite sweatshirt, so they had plenty of pictures of it. Um, police were getting leads all over the town. And, you know, one, it was kind of like, yeah, I saw them here. I saw, um, you know, one person here. But it was nothing really like helping them in the situation. Mm-hmm. Just confirming that they were near the park, really. Um, no real big leads besides the 13-year-old boys. So the police are interviewing these boys, and the boys weren't doing themselves any favors. Um, one question was, how would you describe your relationship with each other? So boy A, or boy B goes, uh, I kind of know him through th- through school. We talk in class, you know. But not close. Yeah, not super close. Boy A, he's my best friend. Oh, okay. Those are very different stories. Yeah. So cops are like, okay, okay. So there's something. Something's up here. Right. It's it's a fact. Like, are you friends with this person? If you're not, then why would you say that he's your best friend? Correct. Because you're lying. Yep. So at the station, an officer noticed boy A was limping and kind of going at his arm a little bit. Oh, no. Yep. Like it was sore. So they asked him if he was okay. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. It's just that after I talked to Anna, uh, I got jumped by a couple older boys hmm. at the park. Did you? Yeah. So he's like, I got jumped. And I uh, got hurt from kind of the, the, you know, when they jumped me. So, um, and they were like older boys, you said, like 16, 17, 18, older teenagers kind of thing. So this is basically a 13 year old against two like teenage boys, mm-hmm. like a lot, bigger. a kid versus men adults, basically. Yeah. And uh boy, boy, a started to become pretty important at this point. Um, but you know, what if he was lying? You know, can you say suspicious? You know, like it's just like, okay, so you're with her, and then all of a sudden you got jumped, and sure, like things, you know, you can be jumped, that's okay, but just weird. It was kind of like, okay, that you're just adding this part yeah, of the story here. Yeah, that's kind of a big thing. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Um, but they asked him about what happened when he got jumped. Turns out he was very brave and pretty strong. Um, he fought off these two older boys, and um, boy A was really proud to tell the police that. 
Uh, he ended up getting one of them on the ground and started kicking one in the head. Wow. Yeah. So he overpowered them and just like, man, I got one on the ground, kicked him in the head. They got scared and ran. So the police officer's like, it sounds like a teenage boy trying to trying like, to boast himself up. Yeah, make like a fantasy superhero he, story. Right. We just watched the Batman yesterday, and the Batman was able to overpower a lot of groups of people. But right. you know, maybe he's fantasizing such a situation. Correct, and also like the whole kick in the head thing. It's like yeah. you're 13, buddy. Like even if you kick somebody in the head, I don't even know if it would hurt that bad. You would be scared shitless if a group of older teenage boys attacked you. Right. And they would overpower you easily. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's like grown man strength versus like kid strength. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, not even close. So again, another red flag that there's lies potentially happening. Right. Exactly. Police know this is bullshit. Yeah. By this point, they still take the information and make a sketch of the alleged attackers. Like they had a guy come in and be like, okay, what do you look like? And this and this. And mm-hmm. they made some sketches. Um, but, you know, they're just like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is made up. Mm-hmm. Um, police also decided that they'd take boy A's shoe for DNA tests to see if they can get a match to any of the blood because he kicked these guys in the head. So they're like, okay, well, let's see if we can get a match. Maybe there's some blood on there and these guys are criminals and we can find them in the database, you know, DNA match right away. Sure. If they okay. jumped you, maybe they did something to Anna. Yep. But it would take like a couple of weeks to get, or, you know, uh, at least a week to get back the DNA evidence. Maybe a few days. I don't know. It was, it would take some time, basically. Sure. So um, they took his shoes and they wanted to try to find a match. Um, they took both boys' clothes from that evening for testing also, um, even though they were washed just to see what they could find. Um, you know, just trying to grab anything they can at this wow, point. Wow. Both parents did laundry that night? I know. That's interesting. Yeah, that's what I was kind of... I mean, you do a lot of laundry. I do a lot of laundry. It's very possible that I could have potentially washed something Cameron wore just that evening, but both parents washed the clothes. Well, maybe it was like uniforms for school. I don't know if they had uniforms. Like, who knows? Because that... kind of stands out to me a little bit it does to me too and that was on one video so don't take it with too much okay yeah don't don't put too much into that um because it doesn't come up again or anything like that so um let's see meanwhile the police continued searching for anna um you know and the longer that it took to find her the more they were like okay this is moving from a missing person to a A homicide yeah exactly um, so they started to look into bodies of water and things of that nature. Just like, okay, we're looking for a body instead of a person. That sucks so bad. I mean, still a person, but her, her dead yeah. body, basically. Um, on March 17th, 2018. Wait. Oh, okay. So we're going back in time. No. We were on May 14th, 2018. Oh, maybe it's May. Oh, crap. I get May and March mixed up. Yeah. So they're, they're a couple months apart from each other. They are, because they will start with them. Yeah, they do. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. God, I'm an idiot. Okay, so on the 17th. Of, <laughs> so three days later. Yes, three okay. days later. They were looking for the bodies. They found an abandoned 17th uh, century farmhouse called Glenwood House. Okay. Kind of off by itself. It was kind of a historic um, piece, like a house. Uh-huh. But at the same time, nobody's lived in it since like the a century before, basically. Okay. Like it was run down. Falling apart, essentially, I would assume. Yep. Really kind of pretty from the front, almost like a plantation looking mm-hmm. place, a mansion kind of thing. Like, you know, pretty nice looking, but um, and behind, like it was... It was kind of uh, boarded up. I had fire damage from you know multiple things, whatever it was. Just an unused house with like spray paint all over it in the back. Like in the front, it looked pretty good, but in the back, like you go behind and it's kind of busted open. Was it near the park? 
Yeah. Um, okay. Pretty close to the park. They ended up finding this Glenwood house. They're just like, okay, we're looking everywhere. Of course. Let's pop into this house, see what we can find. Uh, it was a well-known place locally because teenagers used it as a place to kind of meet and drink and do some drugs. Sure. Have some uh, teenage Relations. sex. Yep, exactly. Um, you know, basically, like it, it looked kind of like a trap house or like a drug house. Like if you go inside, like well, any kind of abandoned property could potentially be used as such, right? Um, so spray paint, like picture like broken windows and just like crap all over the floor and just like, and I'm sure it was like scary and spooky, so kids would like dare each other, like I dare you to go in there at night. Correct. Yep. So, um, yeah, because teenagers used it for this kind of stuff, police knew about it. They got called there every once in a while, maybe loud parties and stuff, and just like, you know, okay, break it up. So, they so they're it. only just looking into this house three days later? Yep. Really? Yeah. Because there was a search party going through. I'm surprised this house wasn't looked at sooner. I am too. Okay. Um, so police searched the Glenwood house, um, and, you know, looks the same as it always does. Soiled condoms, spray Ugh. paint, empty bottles, all kinds of things. Just kind of a gross place. They were hoping to find some kind of sign that Anna was there, but um, nothing so far in the downstairs level. Okay. Okay. They, uh, you know, kind of switched up to the second floor and came upon what is referred to now as room one. Room one. Yep. This is the only room in the story, so I don't know why okay. I call it room oh, one. Oh, got it. Okay. Okay. So as they entered the room... It was dark like the other rooms because it was boarded up a mm-hmm. little bit and the windows were boarded up. But there was a strong smell of blood immediately. Oh, no. As soon as you got into the room. As soon as you stepped in. Okay. So lying on the ground towards the windows, there was something there. And they described it either, the, the, the police described it as either a, a mannequin or something worse. Oh, no. Obviously, they're on the lookout for a body. Yep. Turns out it was the body of Anna Creed oh, Angel. Oh, jeez. Yep. So she was naked, except for her black socks. Um, police could tell just by looking at her that she was brutally attacked. Unbelievable. Yep. Uh, at first, police thought that there was red cloth on her face. Like there was some kind of a cloth like cover in her face. Uh, but it turned out it was just dried blood and matted hair. Um, so she had uh, some tape around her neck also with her hand under the tape as if she was like trying to trying to get a oh my gosh her three fingers were stuck under it that is heartbreaking so she's actively trying to get it as she died poor baby yeah um most of the injuries were to her head chest and neck um it was later confirmed that anna was beaten very terribly what the hell yeah um i mean she's a freaking 14 year old girl that went on a walk with a couple of 13-year-olds. Right. How does this happen? Innocent girl that likes to help people and volunteer and well, stuff. Well, and again, we have a child this age. Yes. It's like, it's so hard to believe that somebody could do this. Right. So, um, she was beaten terribly <clears throat> with uh, some kind of objects. So, blunt force trauma with some objects here. Uh, there was two murder weapons used, um, both in the room. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Was it there? Yep. One was about a three-foot-long stick that had nails on both ends. Oh, my God. Like somebody made this? Um, Yeah, seemed like it. Like a homemade kind of thing with just nails on both That's ends sick. to hurt somebody or something like that. And then also a concrete block. So like a you know cinder block uh-huh. kind of thing um, with uh, chunks of flesh still in it. Oh, my God. And hair on it as well. So there's so much blood on the floor that you know when they came in, they could smell it, that some of it was still wet unbelievable and this had been days yep and her clothes were strewn all over the room poor baby yeah so 
<sighs> um, they said Anna also had a lot of self-defense wounds. So she was fighting her ass off. Good God, for her. God bless her. Um, she, you know, she had bruised hands, bruised arms from trying to punch and kick and scream and stuff. Um, I imagine some skin under her nails. And she had fake nails at the time. Um, she was wearing, I don't know if it's acrylic or whatever, some kind of fake nails. And most of them popped off during mm-hmm. the fighting, like in the room. They found them in the room. Um, obviously, one of the worst crime scenes that the police had ever seen. Oh, my gosh. In their history. Now they have to go tell the freaking parents this happened. Yeah. They've got a 14-year-old girl that was bludgeoned to death oh. with her pool of her own blood in the room. Just horrific i mean you know police see a bunch of stuff all the time and this is something yeah they'll never they'll never get that out of their heads yeah so police kind of split up room one into two parts there's this part as soon as you enter the room um and this is where most of the blood was so you know they imagine the attack started as soon as you enter the room Mm -hmm. and then they moved her over closer to the window so they could see her a little bit better and what they were doing to her at this time Mm -hmm. The, the perpetrators yes so whatever they were doing sexually or if they wanted to put something on her or the tape on her neck or whatever it was Physically, that they were doing. whatever. It was like they beat the shit out of her first and then moved her over to the window so they could see what okay. they were doing. Okay. Um, according to the autopsy, poor Anna Creasel suffered from over 50 injuries, including a fractured eye socket, neck tissue hemorrhaging, a fractured jaw. Jesus. Um, fractured cheekbone lacerations all over the place as you can imagine i'm not going to list them whoever all. did this is an absolute monster 100 percent. like this is like a monster <laughs> sickening like this is in, indescribably disgusting and of course as we're all expecting no sexually assaulted as well oh yeah that's you knew that was coming i i well the being naked parts yeah so the autopsy put the time of death at around 45 minutes after she left the Jeez. house. Jeez. Right around the time that boy A or B, I should say, said he left to do his homework. Correct. So So this all went down very quickly. Yep. Um, so she probably never even got the chance to read the text from her mom. No. Um, I just imagine like, you know, like learning this, that you texted your, your daughter. And, and she like, didn't even get it. Yeah. Because she was being brutalized. Or she's actively getting like the, the uh, cinder block. like Un- Unbelievable. It's unthinkable. Unthinkable. Yep. So never got that text demanding that she come home. Um, she was probably in the middle of being beaten and sexually assaulted. Um, the case was unbelievable because police were looking at a murdered and raped 14-year-old and their only suspects are two 13-year-olds. Are 13-year-old boys. Two 13-year-old boys that go to school with this girl. Like, that can't be stressed enough that this is like a really effed up situation. We have a 13-year-old boy right. in this house. Which is why initially they weren't looking at these, you know, the they're, one boy. They're children. Yeah, they were like, okay, clearly this kid had nothing to do with it. You know, or, or you know, like, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're children. And now it's like these... We still Boys. pour like milk in a cup for our kid for dinner. Like they're they're children. I can't say it enough. Like <laughs> how could they be capable of such a thing? Our thirteen year old boy has no idea how to make ramen. No idea how to make like grilled cheese. Like you know, I mean, this you is know, a kid that, it's, like is like uh, just kids. They're kids. They, seventh grade kids. They probably still have some favorite toys and you know things from their childhood. It's. Just, I mean, I still give my kid a kiss on the head and tuck him into bed at night. Right. 
right? They still need their parents. They yes. still like, crave like you, their parents. You can't wrap your head around that a child could be capable of brutalizing another person, another child. And sexually assaulting, and too. And sexually assaulting. Our son doesn't even talk about boys or girls or any kind of like interest, you know? It's just, it's just How this crazy. could happen. So they're assuming boy A and boy B are the perpetrators. They're definitely suspects. Yes. 100%. So police went to get the boys off the streets right away. They're like, okay, just get them somehow. Um, the problem is they're 13. Right. right? So because they're so young, they're not allowed just to go get them. Like okay. there's rules depending on where you are. And in this area of Ireland, they have to notify the parents 24 hours that they're coming mm-hmm. and say, okay, they're working. It's not an instantaneous thing. Correct. They have to go through a bunch of checks and balances and things. Um, they weren't allowed to arrest the boys in police uniforms or in police cars. Just to, I guess, Okay, let me go in my house and put on my polo and jeans and get you arrested. Yep. That's so much better. And they couldn't even use known unmarked police cars because it's like, even though they're unmarked, people know they're police cars, you know, like. Chevy. So they had to like go get their own cars. They had to rent cars. Jeez. Yeah. So the police notified the parents and they rented the cars and they said, your sons are being arrested for the murder of Anna Creagel. Imagine what those parents must have thought. Like you're like, what? This isn't right. No. no. They got the wrong people. Like police are this doing is bad impossible. Work. The police screwed up here somehow, you know, there's no way our boys did this. Um, but yeah, they rented cars, showed up in plain clothes twenty four hours later, and they took the boys in. And you know, thirteen year old boys are very susceptible to cracking too. Absolutely. Because again, they're children. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping you tell me that they do. Yep, about to tell you about the interview. So the boys were arrested, taken to different police stations. That's what's important is separating. Yep, they were questioned, got their DNA taken. And I'm sure, I'm sorry to interrupt you, that with these acrylic nails that Anna was wearing, I would hope that they're, and assume there's a shit ton of DNA under them. Because it sounds like she fought her ass off. Yes, you would think. So um, one piece of DNA they did find on the scene included semen on one of Anna's t-shirts. Okay. Um, which would definitely be used to identify the attacker Absolutely. or attackers. So let's talk about the police interview with the boys. Um, the boys B interview is more interesting. Okay. So his interview went like this. Um, they said he appeared to have a large vocabulary for his age, like seemed pretty grown up. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point he described Anna as wearing synthetic leather trousers. Synthetic leather <laughs> trousers. Oh, like, let's say that three times fast. I mean, our son would be like pants, he, I think they were black and we're like, no, they were red, Cameron. Right, right. So I didn't, I mean, I'm never putting our son in this. No, you can't. Don't, yeah, yeah no, don't I'm even. I'm stop doing that. So, and, um, you know, he, a lot of times he would notice when the police like were kind of confused by things and he'd be able to put answers into context. So like, almost like very, a very crafty young man. Yeah. And adult like, like, uh-huh. you know, knew that, okay, this is confusing. Let me go back and backtrack. Because again, your typical 13 year old boy wouldn't be able to say synthetic leather trousers right, or whatever right um in the irish times article it said he sounded more like a young adult at a job interview than a 13 year old boy accused of murder interesting yeah so he told the police about a conversation he had had with boy a about a month earlier conversation went like this boy a hey want to kill someone boy b no boy a why not uh why would we yeah boy b that's retarded um um who would you want to kill anyways boy a anna creagel boy he had that in the tip of his tongue yeah boy b goes in your dreams which is a weird thing to say in your dreams but it's just i think it's more like a caught off guard like uh yeah so, yeah sounds like a great idea stupid like what the hell are you talking about yeah you know so maybe it was a nervous reaction or whatever but weird nonetheless right. i mean it's something 
I guess it's not your typical day that somebody says, hey, you want to kill somebody? Right. You're a little taken aback by that. Right. At one point in the interview, they told Boy B, we know you're lying. Like, there's a lot of things like he would tell the story and then tell it again. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, this is hours and hours of interviewing here. So over a few days. Okay. Um, And they're just like, and they had to be really nice because they didn't want to go to the court and be like, you like made this kid confess. Sure. You coerced know? or whatever. So they treated him really nice. Like really like they were like, hey, man, um, you do push ups and sit ups and all oh, you do like pull ups. Can you do a pull up? He's like, oh, wow, you can. That's really cool. So gave him a lot of breaks, like made like friends with him because, you know, through the process that they were trying to get through. Like trust. Yes, exactly. Um, gave breaks, even bought him like a snack once a couple times and just, you know, those kind of things. But um you know, by the end, they're starting to get kind of pissed off. Be like, we know you're lying. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like, tell the truth. Like, just it'll make it a lot easier for you, your parents, everybody trying to make them feel guilty a little bit, but not too guilty. Like, just so they can't like, you know, kick it out of court. So um, they treated him, you know, just like a child. Like I said, um, after hours of interrogation with his mom next to him. Okay. Because that's so, what I was wondering if the parents were there. Yep. She's so legally parents have to be there <sighs> the whole time. Man, that's got to be really tough as a parent. Yep. Um, at one point, Boy B asked, can my mom leave? Is that okay? So I can tell you something. And they're like, in their head, absolutely. That'd be awesome. Legally, no. They can't. Correct. So he kind of shut her down again. They're Ugh. like, oh, we have some kind of confession. Because clearly he, he wants to tell us something that he doesn't want to say in front of his mom. Right, right. So yeah, she couldn't leave and he never said anything. Oh, shoot. So it was time to end the day. But they couldn't, you know, every time they had to end the day, they couldn't put the boys in like holding cells because okay. they're 13 years old. And and they don't necessarily have the proof that it was them that did, did this. Well, but they can still hold them because okay. they're actively interviewing them. You know, so, picture like an adult who's being questioned about a, a murder, like you're in jail. Basically. Right. Okay. So they're going back home with their parents? Nope. So they ended up making an office, like taking one of the offices in the police station and bringing in like a bed. Okay. For their parents. A makeshift and hotel room, basically. Correct. Yeah. In the in the police office. So, um, yeah, they had sleeping arrangements. Just a weird situation. So, uh, on one of the days of questioning, the police took Boy B and uh, told him about some DNA tests they got back on Boy A's boots. Okay. The supposedly ones he used to kick the attackers in the head with. Yeah. Uh, they told Boy B the blood on Boy A's boots were all Anna's blood. So he's like, shit. Uh, and this is true. This actually was. Yep. They so got clearly you were in this house. Yep. So Boy B goes, are you joking? Are you serious right now? And the police, you know, he's like, no, we're, we're very serious. We're not joking. about." This a isn't a joke. Yes. Um, he said, can I go outside? Uh, real quick, he started to like kind of freak out, and you know his mom or whatever was like, "Are you gonna be sick? Are you okay?" So he went outside right away. Came back in, he said, um, denied anything having to do with Hannah. Had no idea how the blood got on um, Boy A's shoes. Said he was trying to stick with the story, but um, eventually there were some holes in his stories. But not everything they were looking for. Um, you know, it was just kind of going back and forth until day four. Okay. So it was a lot of the same thing until day four. He started the day like this. What I told you yesterday was a lie. Okay. Maybe we're going to get somewhere. Yep. He said they didn't go to the park at all. 
But CCTV saw them at the park, though, right? So they kind of like went through the park a little bit. Okay. So they never really stopped at the park. They kind of took the path through the park. Yes. So they, I mean, they went through the park. They weren't like hanging out at the park. Okay. Exactly. So we never hung out at the park. We went straight to the Glenwood house to meet Boye. Clearly, because we're talking a 45-minute ordeal by the time her death was. And it's not like this house is right there. It's like a little, you know, a couple blocks away or something. Um, There's a map I can show. Okay. So they met Boye at the house. Correct. Um, within minutes of getting there, boy, a went right at Anna. At one point, he even flipped Anna in some kind of weird wrestling, like judo move, like just right away. And while Anna was screaming at the top of her lungs, jeez. boy, B said he was in so much shock that he couldn't move. And they were like, why didn't you stop it? And he's like, I just, I'm thinking back and <clears throat> probably one of those situations that all happened so quickly. Right. I and froze. Yes. And that's exactly what he said. Um, he's like, I just couldn't physically stop what was happening. He saw boy A putting his hands over Anna's mouth to keep her quiet while she was screaming um, and trying to muffle her screams. And at one point, he said both Anna and boy A stopped and both looked at him. Kind of like just a weird stop and just kind of like, well, Anna's obviously like, help me. Yeah, of boy course. Boy A's like, what, what are you staring at? You know, because he's in this like rage of fit of whatever the hell he's doing. And at that point, it freaked him out. He turned around and ran. Boy B. Boy B ran. Just ran. Clearly didn't call for help or tell anybody. Nope. So freaked him out so much, he turned around like a little 13-year-old coward, left and ran out of the house. He said he could still hear Anna screaming as he was running. He said the screams were more muffled, and then suddenly the scream stopped. Okay. And I get, you know, if you need to run because you don't think you can stop the situation, but get help Mm -hmm. there's a girl being attacked right now how do you just go home and go eat your dinner and go to sleep yeah you're complicit in a in a murder like you know what's happening here right exactly he insisted that he did not think boy a was going to murder anna i mean i guess as most people wouldn't think a 13 year old boy was going to murder somebody but he did say do you want to murder somebody right and it's like that's exactly what people are saying like well he did say you want to murder Anna Creagel, but it's like you never think like somebody's actually going to do it. Yeah, that you're capable of it or whatever it might be. So um, police also showed him some pictures from the crime scene. Oh, boy. Just to try to get some kind of a reaction out of him. And, you know, be like, OK, what do you think? This, about these? this is what happened. Yeah. So he's kind of looking at him and he's like, oh, man, I can't believe he's like my best friend. And he's like, not Anna. Um, boy, a. but so, I thought it was just somebody you knew from school, right? So, no, it's clearly like a best friend. He's so, like, they are actually best friends. Boy, a was telling the truth when he said he's my best friend, correct? Um, and obviously, the parents would be able to say, no, This is his best friend, he's <laughs> right. here all the time, right? And he was trying to distance himself and be like, Oh, no, I I'm not associated with yeah. him. So, boy, B actually said he recognized the tape around Anna's neck. He's like, That's my parents' tape. He's like, I gave it to boy, a. It was in my garage. He said he needed to fix a toy that was broken. So I gave him this tape to go fix that toy. So he was surprised to like, oh, wow, that's the tape. So whether he was actually surprised or whatever, right. who knows. But clearly there's a connection. Then they're like, okay, good. So this is your tape. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're a part of this. That's <laughs> basically what it's coming out to. So that was Boy B's interview in a nutshell. Okay. And now let's look at Boy A's interview since he had no idea what's happened at Boy B's interview. Mm-hmm. Boy A stuck with the same story the whole time. Now, I'm assuming, though, that the police are saying, Boy B told us exactly what happened. They are. So now it's your turn to tell us what what happened in your version. Yep. And he said, nope, he's lying. He's like, nope, he's lying. He's making stuff up. So Boy A was 
sticking to his root. Like, but dude, her blood is on or on is on your shoes. Yep. So he said, yeah, we met at the park, and I don't know what else happened after that. Mm, okay. Uh, police told boy A the results of the successful DNA match. Yeah. Just like you said, on the boy's boots. That they even had enough evidence to prove these boots were used to inflict damage to Anna's body. So there was some kind of way they could prove that these were specifically used to kick Anna. Like, and to, to harm her. Of like, course. Because of whatever trauma, maybe they found skin or something. Like, they, these were definitely used to harm Anna. Yes. Not just that you may have stepped in the room, but you did something. Like, these shoes, if Inflicted you were wearing them. damage to her. Correct. Like, we have this. We know this as a fact, right? So, boy, boy A stood by his story, denying he had anything to do with it at all. Said, I don't know how the blood got on there. I wasn't there. No, I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, what a complete little 13-year-old piece of shit. Yes. Like that's I I wrote that on my notes here. Just can't be stressed enough. This kid is well. He's a complete sociopath. Completely, he's a scumbag, loser, idiot. I mean, I can't say enough bad things about this guy. And and that he didn't even crack. That just goes to show how deep his like sociopathism is. (laughs) I I I just made that up. Yeah, I think you nailed it. So police realized they weren't going to get much. Wow, they couldn't the even scumbag. crack a freaking 13-year-old. That's how like invested he was in his story. But like I said, same thing. You can't push them too hard because they're not adults. And you don't want to have this thrown out of court. Right? But Boy B is saying, we went to the house. We met at the house. There's DNA on his boots that prove he was in that room and inflicted right. damage to Anna. So it doesn't matter what you're saying, Boy A, you piece of crap. Right. You did this. Right. So police decided to check the boys' homes which you would think they would have done earlier. But, but maybe because of their age, yeah. you know, it's a whole thing. Right. They had to get some warrants and whatever special things to see if they could find anything. So this was a good move because they found some shit. Oh, wow. Yep. Um, in Boy A's bedroom, they found a backpack that police are calling the murder kit. Really? A 13-year-old has a murder kit. Um, it included a homemade Halloween mask, shin pads, knee pads, gloves, all of them sent for DNA This scares testing. me very, very much. Yes. It was pretty bad. Um, they took both boys' phones and didn't find a lot on boy B's phone, but found some stuff on boy A's phone. Searches and things like that? Yep. A bunch of darker things like searching for, quote, the most gruesome tortures in history. My God. Um, and horror stories. Um, so, like, that alone is not going to say that, you know, I'm sure kids search for all kinds of weird yeah stuff. but when this is happening at the moment that this girl was brutalized and he's searching this up right they're very dark and disturbing yep um and boy a was also into something called like creepy pasta so it's basically like um urban legends that are like shared around the internet about okay. like really like horrible things basically and people have morbid curiosities i sure. get that like everybody listening to this podcast yes and, hence the reason we're here listening and us talking about it but we also didn't torture and attack somebody yep so creepy pastas like passed around on the internet you've heard of like slender man yes on, on i heard about the whole killer killing and that was that was girls like 13 year old yeah, girls that's creepy pasta. that's it's fake it's fictionalized it's all just stories so it's not like it's not an actual. Well, no, there actually was. No, 
No, there, there actually is a murder case. Yeah, there is? Yes. Oh, that was doing after... Well, the original story of Slender Man was just... No, that... A, they oh. Yes, that that is a, just a tale, but there was actually a, a case. Somebody that like, yes. co- copied... And they were like 12 and 13-year-old girls. Okay. So, and then like, remember that Momo thing that was going around? Yes. Like a weird-looking like lady with the huge oh, eyes. Oh, that's so creepy. Yeah. Like, like look up Momo. I'm like, that, that is the stuff that like nightmares are just made of. Yep. So, they're all, all the ones like that, that's all creepy pasta it's kind of like it's called like copy pasta copy and paste and share with other people okay i've never heard that terminology i didn't either so i that was new to me but um he liked one called jeff the killer oh um you know some people say that he was obsessed with it but i think he just liked the story um and i'll tell you why it was you know creepy urban legend um where jeff the killer was a 13 year old boy fictional story this is all Mm -hmm. fictional again so, 13-year-old boy, sound familiar? Yep. Uh, he was bullied and eventually um, got so... Oh, what? He was bullied and eventually had lighter fluid dumped on him by some of the people bullying him. And they lit him on fire. So, he had scarred face and, like, people continuously made fun of him. He was just disfigured and scarred. So, Jeff was so pissed that he wanted to murder these boys that did that to that him. That burned him. Yep. So, he did. He also murdered his parents and siblings Jeez, or whatever. That is dark. And the story says that he's still out there. Yeah. Oops. Lurking in the dark. Yeah. Still to this day, Jeff the Killer's out there. So kind of like when we were kids and telling the story of like the hook on the like, you know, rearview mirror. Oh, sure. Me and my girlfriends used to have sleepovers and do the whole Bloody Mary thing in the dark bathroom and tell ghost stories. It's mm-hmm. all fun and creepy. Right. Right. Until you go and murder a 13 or 14 year old girl. Yes, exactly. So they also found deleted searches. So, you know, he, he searched and then purposely he knew he knew to delete them. Yeah. But, you know, you can find anything. Of course you can. Basically. So um, some of those were one in particular, big ones, a search for abandoned buildings in the area. And clearly this house must have been very well known. Glenwood House popped up. He clicked on it and read all about it. Okay. So they also found some pretty terrible searches like torture porn, rape porn. Jesus. Horse porn and child porn. Horse. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Just weird curiosities, Ugh. I guess. I don't know. And child porn. Um, oh, so, so disturbing. Now, maybe he was just looking for kids his age, you know? Well, sure. He's not an adult looking into child porn, but right. still. Right. So who knows? We don't know for sure. But there, that was one of the searches on there. Either way, disgusting. Disgusting. So, yep. That was most of what they found in Boy A's house and on his phone. Um, they didn't find anything worse with Boy B. Wait, um, I'm sorry. What was in the backpack? The murder kit? Yeah, the murder kits. Um, the There was like a... Did you tell me what was in there? I did. It was a Halloween mask that oh, he yes, made. Oh, yes, yes. Thank you. Shin pads, knee pads, yes. gloves. Okay, thank you. So he had gloves. So that's probably why there wasn't any fingerprints anywhere. Okay. And he was actively wearing this mask while he was oh, doing it. Oh, my gosh. It was like a half-like skeleton mask. That kind of scares me so much. That, this poor, poor girl. Yep. Um, there was blood on this mask. Like, well, that's just the thing. Clearly, these this murder kit has the DNA on it. Inside and out. Like, not just on the that's outside, but also inside of it. Horrifying. Um, Boy B even referred to this mask as, like, really cool looking. So, he got off on this. What a um, nightmare. At Boy B's house, they did find something really kind of weird. Um, a list of, let me see. Um, murder kit. Okay, that was my point A. Sorry, I'm curious to know too, like this kid's his these kids' histories. Like, you don't go from being a typical 13 year old to doing something like this, right? 
there had to have been things going on. Especially boy A. Like, boy B seems like he was caught in a terrible situation. Boy A is a demon. Yeah. Like, a demon from hell. And boy B, it's like... You should have known better, buddy. I, you know, I don't know. But. but something had to have been going on in Boy A's house that was showing signs. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, you don't put together a murder kit. And clearly, it sounds like this murder weapon that they used to torture this girl with was made with a stick with the nails. Yep, it does. Like, that's um, just Ask crazy. me about that later. Too. Okay, I will. Okay. So anyways, at Boy B's house, they found a list of a bunch of boys' names, including him and Boy A. And it was a satanic club. They had a bunch of rules like don't talk about the club, don't mention Jesus, like just, you know, little boys being weird and just mm-hmm. like it wasn't like a, okay, you know, uh, kill people. It wasn't anything like that. Okay. It was just like being different. Sure. You know, so um, it's just some weird club. That's all they found at Boy B, but everything was Boy A. So the only evidence they have against Boy B at this point are his own words. Okay. Because clearly he doesn't have any DNA on his shoes and things like that. Correct. So that's all they got is that he was there. So you would question if he did. If we know the room was covered in blood. Yes. The and walls, the ceiling. You said the, fl- the floor had so much blood on it that it was still wet three days later. Yep. And they smelled it as soon as they walked into the room. So one would assume if boy B had been there when all of this went down, he would have had blood on his shoes. I th- don't believe he was there when like the bludgeoning was happening. I think he was just there when they were like struggling. Together. Okay. And like, so then what you're saying is that his story was probably true then. That's what that I think. He saw him wrestling with Anna and then he took off. But we don't know for sure. We don't. All we know is what he's willing to share. Okay. But boy, again, there's not blood DNA on his shoes. Right. Correct. So um, let's see results. Uh, yeah. Okay. So the results ended up coming back pretty quickly on boy A's murder kit. As expected, every single item has Anna's blood on it. Um, also, the semen stain on Anna's shirt matched boy the boy A. a. Yep. What a disgusting piece of crap. With that, police had enough to charge both boy A and boy B with the murder of Anna Creation. Okay, so they're charging boy B even though his DNA hasn't been found on Anna yes. or vice versa. Yep. And that was kind of a, an issue um, locally and, you know, whoever was following this case. People were like, you know, maybe like an accessory to murder. Maybe. Sure. I mean, we know he is. Yeah. Boy B went to the house. He was seen walking towards that direction with Anna. He brought her to that house. There's no doubt about that. Right. But did he murder her? Like manslaughter or something like that? You know, you yeah. think of something or maybe like a third. For, I don't know what the degrees of murder are or whatever, I but mean, something he's, lesser, you would think. He's 100% guilty. Yes. He brought her to her place of death. But he wasn't the one that actually but, had the hand on it. Yes. Yeah. And meanwhile, this was the youngest people ever, 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 ever charged in Ireland history with murder. And, and on top of that, it's the extent of what went down that is so, so far deeper and darker than anything you can possibly imagine. Yep. So because these boys were only 13, a lot of special rules had to be followed, like everything else. Mm-hmm. They had to allow their parents to be with them the whole time in court. Um, the boys were seen holding their mother's hands or father's hands and you know laying their heads on their shoulders and things. The judges weren't allowed to wear their traditional wigs and garb, which I guess is still a thing over there. Oh. Um, yeah, with the, the long, like, like George Washington <laughs> type of wigs. Right, right. So they weren't allowed to wear like, you know, the black robes and everything. Which is so funny to me because it's like we're treating these, this monster with kid gloves after he attacked and brutalized a girl. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not going to wear my robe to protect your shitty little soul. Right, right. We're so worried about what you think. Yeah. Not even 
Yeah, but then you don't also, in case they were innocent, you don't want to like. We know them. he's not innocent. No, we know for sure. Sure. So, yeah, this, I agree with you. It's, but I, rules are in place. You have to follow them. I get it. Yep. Both boys pleaded not guilty to the murder charges. Um, well, we knew that was going to be the case, boy, seeing as boy A vehemently denies having any part of it. Yep. And like I said, boy A, it was kind of a slam dunk, plenty of evidence against sure. him. Boy B, a lot harder. Just yes. his own admission. That's it. Like you said, no DNA in his shoes or anything. And it does sound like his story is actually true. Correct. So there was a lot of arguments, like I said, over whether Boy B should have been charged for murder, just like we talked about. Um, and that was something going on within the news. There was people like locally discussing it, being like you were too hard on him, or were they? But good thing they weren't, so that you know that wouldn't be thrown out. However, there was a huge surprise that the prosecutors didn't expect in the first few days of court. Okay. Boy A confessed. <gasps> he did. Yep. Well, dude, we got you. We got you cornered here. <laughs> the jig is up. You've done it. You're going regardless. You're going to like, you know, so what the, What happened? Um, he was given a psychiatrist to talk to. Okay. To see whether he was capable of standing trial. You know, the whole like, you know, pleading crazy or whatever it of is. Of course. Um, he ended up confessing every step of the murder. Well, I'm curious to hear what his story was. Here it is. So he started out by choking Anna. And he happened to see a big piece of wood with nails in it. So this wasn't something that he made. So it was just there. Yep. Something that was there that some other teenagers were probably doing dumb shit with Mm -hmm. and throwing it into the walls and stuff, whatever. Just started choking her, looked around like, what can I do with this girl? And like, this is kind of crazy that he had like this murder kit, but didn't have like weapons, you know, like you would think he would have brought something. Well, maybe his mind was, I'm just going to strangle her. And like we hear about so often, it takes a long time. And he didn't realize that because he's 13 years old. Right. And in the movies, it takes 10 seconds here. It's, it's actually a few minutes. So, um, he looked around, grabbed it and beat her with it. Jesus. Um, now did he go there with the intention to to murder her or rape her like or both you know like he was fully intending to get her there to murder her that was the goal i don't know if that was ever discussed okay i think only he was just willing to say what happened that night so maybe yeah i can't say with confidence okay so and i don't want to start speculating sure so uh eventually he dropped the stick and picked up the concrete block and beat her over the head with it oh that's how he murdered Anna. That is so awful. With a uh, concrete blocked her head. Like, <sighs> I can't Poor imagine that. sweet girl. Um, boy A did deny the sexual assault charges. Well, dude, your semen was on her, so. Well, the autopsy showed there was only attempted penetration. So I don't know how they figured this out, but it was attempted and not like successfully Well, they could completed. probably tell because of the tissue, but yeah. again, he's 13. So instead of raping Anna... He masturbated over her body oh, and ejaculated on her t-shirt. God. Then he got up and left poor Anna's dead body while he went along with his regular life. He had to have been covered in blood. Yeah, you would think so. So did he bring a change of clothes? Because he couldn't have walked back in his house like that. I don't know. I mean, the room was covered in blood. You know he was covered in blood. He was He was hitting her with a cinder block. He must have been covered. So I wonder what he did with his clothes. Maybe just said, Mom, I got in the mud and maybe rubbed it in the mud. And Possibly. Like, hey. Yeah, then maybe that's why it was washed right away. Um, the defense team for boy A, these scumbag pieces of shit defense team. Again, we know lawyers have a job to do and there's always going to be two sides of the case. But how do you de- de- defend a demon? They tried to argue that the semen on Anna's shirt was from consensual sex. Sure it was. As she had a cinder block in her face. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, they were there. Okay, yeah, let's go have sex in this room. And then, oh, we're done. And now I'm going to pick up the cinder block and, and beat you. Um, so they said it was from consensual sex. Then he decided to murder her. How afterwards. dare they? Absolutely. Like maddening. How dare they say that this girl was willing to do this with this boy? And the parents sitting there listening to this That's shit. That's disgusting. It's like she had never had sex with any boy and she's going to go do this. In some sure. Weird, I mean. Sure she is. <sighs> it makes you just like Because then so that's angry. tarnishing her name that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, this kid's going into the slammer for murder. And it's like they just don't want the aggravated no, assault on top please. of it. please. So let's bring Anna's name down yeah. as she's no longer with us. Yep. I remember how the original story said boy a wasn't into anna at all mm-hmm. and now they're having consensual sex yeah it's, okay it's not lining up. up doesn't make any sense like a lot of thing in this damn trial unfortunately so that was pretty much the story um after a seven-week trial the jury went to deliberate um th- that was the story of the murder i mean so um after a seven-week trial the jury went to deliberate uh boy b's lawyer before they went the jury left he said wait wait real quick real quick i want to remind you that manslaughter is still on the table here. It doesn't have to be murder for boy B. You know, I'd appreciate if you can you know, think about that. And, you know, he doesn't have to be charged with murder. He ended with a quote, witnessing a murder is not equal to committing a murder, which I think we all understand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, wanted them to kind of keep that in their heads while they yeah. were deliberating. Uh, when the jury returned, they found both boy A and boy B guilty of murder. Wow. Of Anastasia Creation. Uh, boy A was found guilty also of aggravated sexual assault. Good. He's now listed as a registered sex offender. I hope he rots in jail because um, he's a monster. Boy A started crying immediately. Oh, poor, cry me a river, you piece of shit. Poor baby. Oh, you gosh. did this to somebody. Yeah, I, nobody cares. <laughs> it's like you're, you, know, you deserve much worse. And boy B put his head in his hands. Um, boy B's father immediately became enraged. He's like, he started screaming, saying, you bunch of scumbags, you bunch of pricks. As the boys were leaving, boys be father did a slow, sarcastic golf clap. Like, congrats. What, towards the jury? Yeah. Look what you just did. You're putting a boy in jail. Yeah. Look at what they just did. Yeah. Granted, again, he may not have had any part of the murder, but he knew it was happening and he did nothing about it. Right. And he said, oh, congratulations for convicting my innocent son. It's like your son's not innocent. He's not innocent. I don't know that I would have charged them with the exact same thing. Right. I don't know. That's a tricky situation. A needs to rot in jail forever because he's a sick and twisted individual that at age 13 is capable of this. What will be he be capable of as an adult? Right. Well, scary, scary person. The jury was asked about it to explain why they also charge boy B. Mm-hmm. And the jury said the explanation was that he was the key factor in the murder. He brought her to With, the house. Correct. Without him, the murder wouldn't have happened. Yeah. It was like, you know, leading a, a little mouse to the trap. Correct. Without him collecting Anna, specifically bringing her for slaughter, they felt boy A was an equal piece of the murder. But then, you know, did boy B understand what was going to happen at that house? They, well, so here's the thing. Because he lied so much, the prosecution was like, this guy still knows more. Yeah. He is not giving us everything. He absolutely knew this girl was like that. That's what they're saying. He knew this girl was going to be murdered. (sighs) He knew exactly what was going to happen. He didn't stop. He even watched it happen and he didn't stop it. 
He had many opportunities to do so. He went home, did nothing about did it, nothing told nobody. about it. People came to the house. They asked, oh, no, we just went to the park, and then I left and did my homework. If you're surprised that somebody got murdered, wouldn't you like, go to the police or oh, tell I your would parents? I sprint to the police. Uh, my friend you know, said something, and yeah, you'd get yourself like off the hook and that you'd be so scared. But no, that I think all those things kind of lead to him yeah. knowing that she was going to get murdered, okay. and he wanted to be part of this. And they were best friends. Right, right. So I, I, don't, I don't blame Boy B for going to jail. Like, fuck him, basically. Um, boy A was sentenced to life in prison with a review after 12 years Ugh, when he's 26. That scares me. Yeah, he'll be back out. Guaranteed. He's going to be back out. Now, kids, I mean, you know, they're kids. They got to have a second chance. You know, life, you can't throw them away. You know? I mean, this guy's a monster. Absolutely. And I mean, like you said, he just denied, denied, denied. Yep. And then boy B got 15 years with an eight-year minimum. Okay. So right, right now, the second both boys are around 17 years old. Um, and they'll be going to big boy jail when they turn 18. Which is soon. Yes. Big boy jail. Then their names still aren't known and they'll never be shared. So even when they become adults, because it happened when they were children, which scares me. But so he is listed as a registered sex offender, boy A. Yep. So his name is going to be in the database in that regard. Right. Not until he's released or. I think he's currently work? in there. But like just to be able to be able, like, you know, if he buys a house near a school and stuff, to sure. be like oh, this person, like flagged that you yes, can't. Yes, you know. and he needs to be flagged for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he, it's just like it's it's so like just unbelievable that such you know, I, I you just can't imagine thing. how anyone would be capable of such horror, let alone a child. Yep. Like you just. What went on that, like, like what went on in your head? Well, here's the thing. You mentioned earlier, like, something may have happened. And, you know, police did some research. Both boys were from loving and good middle-class families. And I'm not blaming the parents at all. Yep. But something was going on inside this child. Something. There had to have been signs, though. There and, had to have. And there's multiple cases where, you know, a kid goes away and then comes back and then does other stuff. Because that's all they know. And that's all they've been thinking about. One would think he must have watched a lot of horror movies. And I'm not saying horror movies make a murderer by no. any means Mental but he had illness. a lot of like things going on in his head yep so no red flags popped up in their past um they both seem like normal little boys like this 13 year old couldn't have been at the dinner table night in and night out acting normally and then packed a kill kit and brutalized a girl and raped her or tried to yep like it just doesn't work that way there had to have been a lot of morbid discussions and things like that yep and so both of these guys will be out in the streets in less than 10 years. That scares me a lot. Boy B, maybe not so much, but boy A scares the shit out of He'll me. He'll do something, guaranteed. Oh, I promise you he will. Yep. He's got a taste of it, and it's like... <sighs> if you're capable of doing what he did as a child, you got some raging shit happening in your brain i think at the very least he needs like castration of some sort you know to it's 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 not even just the sexual nature of it it's how he beat her well a lot of it is sexually charged yeah i get that but the, the fact power. that he was capable of grabbing a cinder block and just beating her to death well i follow a lot of people on twitter and it's a lot of like females that are talking about like murders and things and they say a lot of it is sexually charged because they want to have control <sighs> That's why he jerked off over her. And that scares me so bad. And then he, the, putting the tape on her neck. And, uh, yeah. And she didn't die from that, but that was just another thing. I know, but he just, it was another layer control. of the evil. And control. And so, yeah, finally, yeah, Anna's parents released a statement that I want to read. Um, she, they said, life without Anna is no longer a life, uh, nor is it an existence. It's a misery that we must endure for the rest of our lives. 
and uh, this is the worst for me. Um, they shared a paragraph that Anna wrote when she was 11 or 12, um, just before secondary school when she was moving from primary to secondary. And um, it was a nice paragraph, but this the last sentence really got me. She said, uh, I hope that everyone I meet will be nice. Poor baby. Sweet, innocent little girl. Yeah. And sadly, they weren't all nice. Nope. Oh, what a story. Jeez. Well, this goes out to Anna and her parents. I'm just so sorry that this happened. What a nightmare. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, you know, follow your intuition, parents. Um, yeah, but this, I mean, this was never, a 13-year-old like, yeah. boy coming to your door. You this can't, was, like... No, no, it's not the parents' fault whatsoever. No, I'm not even saying that. Of course it's not the parents' fault. That's not a like, thought in my mind, but, like... You know, you would you you can't expect something like this. This is like beyond your wildest thoughts that could ever happen. Like when that boy came to the door, yeah, the dad wa- went out. He thought something. He watched them walk. Just like, but you get excited too. You want you need yeah. your, you need your kids to experience like life. different things. You, yeah, they're experiencing life. They, they did nothing wrong, obviously, but to ever anticipate such a horrible nightmare to happen is just it's not possible feel like we need more people like anna in life you know that are willing to help people and yes and want to volunteer their time and be giving and thoughtful and less people like boy a that are just out to like fulfill their own needs and And not even see her as a human being he didn't he didn't see her as a human as an object as an object that he could do what he wanted with and that nobody would care because she's like the weird girl or whatever. And like, now, meanwhile, her parents will go through the rest of their lives with a hole in their souls that will never be filled. And ever humanity again. is worse off because you lose like a decent person, a in the good world. soul in the world, right? So, well, I'm sorry, Anna. Anna, this story is for you, and I'm so sorry that this happened. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, I, I don't, I don't know the the moral of the story or whatever, but just you know, be yeah. good people, be compassionate people. Maybe talk to somebody that is looking for a friend. Yeah, if you if you see the person at school that might stand out a little bit because they're different, quote unquote, different than others. You I get know? it. Just you don't be have, kind. You don't have to have a sleepover with them or anything. You know, just but talk to them. Yeah, talk. Maybe ask a couple of questions. Let them talk about themselves. They like it. You know, that's what I teach our son Cameron. You know, he's socially awkward, and I, I just say, you know, just like any teenager. Not you know, he's he's a great kid. He's a lot of fun to talk to. I'm not like I love our. our if you I listen to the podcast, if you listen to the podcast, you think that like our kids like this, <laughs> right? But no, he's or whatever, he's, but he's, he's got not. friends. He's a good kid. Um, he plays baseball, but I, you know, he's he doesn't know what to ask an adult. Like if he's talking to them, I'm like just ask about themselves, and people love talking about themselves. <laughs> so my point is like just ask somebody that weird kid at school. Like, hey man, how was your weekend? Okay, good. And like, it's like, so what are you cool. interested in? You- yeah, and they look up to you. They think you're pretty cool. So it, like, well, it would make their day. Extend some kindness. Yeah, yeah. So just more kindness in the world, I think, would be a good thing. So. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And, um, you know, next week we'll be back with one of Allison's yes, stories. I'll be back. You are probably already done with. I'm pretty much done. I finished mine uh, about six hours ago. So Yep, we roll in totally different ways, the two of us. <laughs> we sure do. We sure do. So thanks for listening so much. And we're still growing like crazy. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. We want to share these stories with as many people as possible. You know, reach out to as many people and touch, uh, you know, the, the brains of some people. So thank you so much. And we'll uh, talk to you next week. Okay, cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye.